Welcome to the SaaS Ad Lab podcast where we bring to you the stories of SaaS founders, entrepreneurs, and CEOs. My name is Luis. I'm the founder of Fans Agency, a digital marketing agency specialized in scaling SaaS companies. And today I have the pleasure of interviewing John. He's the CEO over at Content Launch. Uh, first of all, John, thank you so much for being on here today. It's a pleasure. And uh, to start off, why don't you just kick us off telling us a little bit more about yourself, about Content Launch, and kind of you know how everything came to be. Like, where was it that you found the opportunity to build this company? Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, always great to, to be on uh, some of the important podcasts in the industry. So uh, content launch, we've been doing this for 15 years. Um, so when we started doing content, uh, it was called copywriting uh, way back in 2003. Uh, so content marketing didn't even really exist as a term. Um, so we wrote content uh, right from day one for a lot of agencies here in California um, and started doing like ad copy and things like that. And then eventually started doing a lot of SEO copy, blog posts, and then eBooks and white papers. And over a period of about 12 years, we wrote content for over 700 companies, wow. uh, had a team of writers, all hand selected by me. And we just really wanted to get great at content production and, and content marketing, um, and helping in that, that life cycle, if you will, on the, on the front end. Um, and then about five years ago, um, I decided to build a platform, a content marketing platform to support our clients who really needed uh, more of a system to plan, create, and distribute their content. Um, and they needed something affordable. There really, really wasn't an affordable content platform uh, built for small agencies and small companies. So that's what we built. And so we now have Content Launch, the content marketing platform, uh, which enables you know, content ideation, uh, content ordering, you can write content in the platform if you like, you can bring freelancers in, your team of writers, you can push content out to all the places it needs to go inside the platform. So now we're working hard uh, getting that out there. Very, very cool. So you've been doing this for a long time. Essentially, you started off as an agency, right? Like a content writing agency yep. um, and then focused on that. How has, I mean, obviously like you saw the pain points that some of your clients were having. That's where, you know, the idea to create the software came from. Are you still doing the agency or are you 100% focused on the, on the software side of things? So we're 100% focused now on the software. Um, all of our agency stuff kind of got merged into the software company. And now it's really a, our managed services division of the company. So we still do a lot of, you know, content strategy consultation and things like that. Um, and that all falls under managed services. But uh, yeah, it's all one company now. Very cool. Now, when you talk about content marketing, I guess... You know, your, your, your clients are small businesses, agencies, so you deal with a lot of content from, I think, you know, smaller companies, if that makes sense. How, like, what is the best way to create a content marketing strategy when you're in that stage? So a lot of small companies and startups um, don't have a lot of budget. They don't have a lot of people. They don't have the time, but they've got to get their word out. They got to get their message out, their products and services. Um, and so when it comes time to, um, to promote the company and the products and services, a lot of companies naturally fall into the advertising paradigm where they're going to do Facebook ads and Google, uh, Google ads and all the advertising stuff. But uh, what we come in is we, we come in and counsel them and say, hey, you could do all that advertising stuff and you probably want to do some of it. But really the best use of your marketing budget is content marketing because that's, that's stuff that you own. You're, right. not rent, you're not renting land. You're owning the land. So you own your blog, you own your website, you own all your eBooks and white papers. And it just makes sense that you want to have all that content so you can educate your prospects and your clients, partners, other people on, you know, important subjects in that industry. Um, so, and that helps build a relationship with all these folks. And that's what it's really about. You can't really build much of a relationship using advertising. 
Uh, you can, but it's, it's harder. Um, people don't like to be sold to, right? People oh. want to build a relationship with you. And so that's really the, the major tenant of content marketing. So when I talk to a startup or a small company, I say, well, if you've got, you know, 3000 bucks to spend every month on your, on your marketing and advertising, spend at least half of that on content marketing, get, get a blog going, get some blogs up there, you know, look at your emails, let's get some emails going, maybe in one ebook, one white paper is a downloadable offer on your website, uh, just to kind of get the ball rolling, right? And then you can always build from there. That's, I completely agree with you. And, and obviously like the Phantom, right? It's a, it's a paid advertising agency specifically. We don't do, we, we don't, we don't do any content. Okay. Um, but what you said, it, it's completely like how we think also, like there is, you know, and this is something that I tell potential clients and clients, you know, when you, when you're walking down the mall or something, and this is kind of like the, the, uh, what do you call it? The metaphor of it, right? You're walking down the mall and then you, you approach this little Island and there's some guy there or, or a woman that's trying to sell you some lotion, right? You right. have no idea who they are. You don't know their name. You don't know the company, you know, the ingredients, you know, absolutely nothing. They come to you and they want to put some lotion on your arm so that you can try it. But you don't like you don't trust it, and there it's almost disrespectful, right, to come in and right. do that kind of like direct response marketing kind of thing, where I still don't know anything about you, but you want me to spend money and invest in your in your in your product, right. um, and that's kind of how we approach it. We don't like to run, you know, essentially cold ads to a cold audience that doesn't know anything about our clients, and on top of that, it's just I, I like to think of it as saying it's disrespectful, right? So instead, we use the content approach where you're actually educating people, educating people on how your product works and at the same time framing them so that when they're at the right spot, essentially at the right you know, stage, they can actually sign up because they know who we are, not because they saw uh, you know, a shiny deal or something like that, essentially. Yeah. And the way I like to explain it to folks is treat your prospects like they're a new friend. Mm -hmm. And how would you build that relationship with a new friend? you wouldn't like go all in and tell them everything about yourself right away and try and sell yourself to them. You would get to know them. You'd ask questions. You'd find out what you know drives them. Um, and then you would, you know, maybe uh, over a period of a few weeks or a few months, get to know that person. Um, same thing with your clients, right? So don't go all in and say, Hey, buy from me. Cause that's just, like you said, it's disrespectful and it's, it's just not good business. Right. Right. And it's, it's, I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not, you know, pleasant, I guess is the right word yeah. for it. Like nobody likes to be sold. Uh, I think people much rather, you know, make the decision on their terms instead of feeling pressured or feeling like they essentially have the right time to do so or something like that. But yeah. 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 What's interesting is people don't like to be sold to, but they love to buy. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, you know, uh, that's, that's an interesting little conundrum there, but, uh, totally. uh you know, when it comes time to buy, mm -hmm they'll buy from you because you've just given them all this free education, all this free exactly. stuff, these free right. videos. And they'll think of you mm -hmm. when there's five choices, they'll go, wait a second, this company, they really care about me. They, you know, give me some educational blogs to read and they, I, I checked out their videos and they're really cool and educational. I think I'm going to buy from them. Right. And that's what really comes to mind when you're thinking of startups specifically like HubSpot, right? Just yeah. like content marketing at its full potential with every single aspect that they do. You look anything up and it's always them at the very top any ad that they do run is typically content oriented. Right. And then when you do think, Oh, I need a CRM solution or, or a sales solution or something like that. You immediately think about, well, these people have been educating me on how to do everything that I'm going to do, you know, from the get go. So it's, it's almost a no brainer to go with anyone else because they've been there throughout the entire process essentially. Right. So as you built your company, like it's not necessarily the startup, you know, 
story of all, all other SaaS companies, I guess, right? Like you had an agency beforehand. And I do notice that a lot of startups actually start off as agencies and they realize that there's, you know, some sort of gap somewhere in, in their processes and they build out the tool for it. Um, when you first built it, did you know that you wanted to actually use the platform for the masses aside from, you know, just your clients from the agency? Yeah, we really built it for uh, the great swath of companies, small companies that are using Google Docs right now, um, or they're using Basecamp and just a mishmash of tools to get their content done. There's a lot of companies doing that because yeah. they just can't afford anything more. They, they want to use the free tools and that's fine, but there's limitations, there's uh, inefficiencies in doing that. So, um, so there's just you know, thousands of companies out there that really need a platform like this to manage their content. They really want to take content marketing seriously. Um, you really need one kind of platform to manage all that stuff because content can get out of hand real quickly. Mm -hmm. You know, you're doing content week in, week out, month in, month out, and you've got all these different streams and different writers and different projects, and yeah. it gets unwieldy pretty quickly. So you need one place to kind of plan and manage all that stuff. What is, like, on average, the number of content pieces that a single company is working on at a time? You know what, if you really uh, take content marketing seriously and are using it as a operational tool in your business to grow your business, Right. Let's say you're spending, let's say you're spending 5,000 a month, right? That's your content budget. Um, that's going to get you like, you know, 20 blog posts, a couple eBooks, um, you know, maybe a few emails. Um, and to produce all that is going to take anywhere from two to three weeks. Typically that's how we do it anyway, in terms of time. Um, that's not bad at all for all those content pieces. I feel like that's really, really quickly. Yeah. Well, and for us, we've always kind of hung our hat on high quality content that's affordable. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're not a typical agency or we weren't a typical agency where we were charging the big fees and like some agencies do because mm -hmm. uh, we didn't have a, a big team. We were all contractors. We our writers were contracted. So we brought the cost way down. We weren't in an expensive office. Um, so we, we really saw that as an opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I mean, if you've got three to five thousand bucks a month to spend, you, you want to do your blogs, you want to do your social updates, your emails, maybe one or two uh, ebooks or white papers. Um, and, and that's kind of what you want to keep doing a month in a month out. Very cool. As you built this out, obviously a lot of your, of your agency clients started using the, the platform on its own, but when you made that full transition into, you know, platform only, what was like the single best thing you did to bring on new clients that weren't already clients of the agency before? Ah, that's a good question. Um, so we're still kind of in that phase, mm -hmm. uh, you know, so we're, we're scaling it. Um, we're doing a number of things. Um, so we had an existing, you know, database of about 10,000 people, clients, former prospects, current prospects, partners. So we're obviously using that list. But in addition to that, um, we've gone out to a lot of the other MarTech platforms out there, SEO platforms, social media platforms, and told them about us. Um, and what we found out is a lot of their clients needed content. Gotcha. Um, so we're now building a little content ordering plugin that's going to sit on, on the dashboard of a lot of these MarTech platforms where we fulfill those content orders inside their platform. So that's really the fastest area of growth for us right now. So it sounds like some sort of strategic partnerships with others that are essentially in the same space. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, when you look at marketing, digital marketing today, there's so many parts of it, right? There's Crazy, a CRM and there's email and there's social and SEO and affiliate marketing. And there's, and there's a, we're a, I guess there's like 8,000 platforms right now that, that support all those areas. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there that need content and they really need content inside those platforms to make it easier for them. Right. 
So does that also include some sort of integration with those platforms aside from just, I guess, you mentioned like, like a button where they can get everything fulfilled? Yeah, right. So we are building a plugin where, yeah, it'll sit right inside the dashboard of these various MarTech platforms and their users can just click on a little icon that says content launch and up will pop the window saying, hey, order your content here, right? And they, they order their content. We fulfill that. comes over to us. We fulfill that. Content comes back to them in the dashboard of that third-party right. app. Uh, so that's, it's been a really big surprise for us because we didn't, that wasn't our business model, uh-huh. but, uh, we had partners come to us and say, Hey, we need this. That's and awesome. We, you know what you guys are doing. So can we build something? And, and that was about a year ago when the first uh, partner came to us. And so we've, we've been building that out. Uh-huh. That's awesome. Yep. When essentially, I guess actually this is the next question, right? When, when actually scaling the company, like what are some of the biggest issues that you came across? Um, really hard to find good software developers. Okay. So that was, that was actually going to be my next question. Do you have any sort of technical background or yeah. where did the idea come? Uh, you know, let's, let's build out a platform and, and how did you go about finding those, those developers? Yeah. So the idea came from my head. I designed it mm-hmm. in terms of what it needed to do, uh, functionality and feature set. And then I found uh, a development firm. Uh, in Washington State, who was supposed to be good, and, and they were for the first few months, but it's hard building good software, right? I'm, I'm the first to tell you it's going to cost you twice as much and take twice as long to build good software. It just is. And I, you know, I went in kind of, you know, uh, rose-colored glasses on, thinking, oh, yeah, we'll get this done in eight months, and it'll cost yeah. this, and it's never, never like that. So, unfortunately, we had to um, made the fire our first development team and then bring on some additional new folks, and we went through probably 15 or 20 developers before we found our core team of three. Yeah. Yeah. It's because you're asking software developers to do a lot. Right. Um, and they've got to be affordable too. And that's hard to find. Yeah, definitely. I mean, developers are expensive, so it's hard to find them good quality ones at a, you know, a reasonable rates, Um, but really cool. What is one thing that you're currently trying to accomplish with content launch? Um, so the content ordering plugin I mentioned is sort of our biggest initiative right now. Um, so we're really trying to build that out and, and do some beta testing with that. Um, we're also building a measurement module inside the platform where all the content analytics are going to live. Um, and we do have some analytics built in now, but we really want to build that out. Um, and then last, we, we really want to reach out to all the small digital agencies out there. And we've probably tapped into maybe just a third of them. I think there's like yeah. 10,000 small digital agencies in the U S alone. And we've, we've probably, you know, approached about a third of them. So we've got a lot of work to do in terms of uh, introducing ourselves to them. Very cool. What is the approach? And obviously this is, you know, like me asking you this question or well, every question, but um, if an agency doesn't do any content for its clients, right? Like in, in this scenario, like phantom, we don't do any sort of content or anything like that. If they ever need anything, they have to go through someone else. Right. How would someone like me benefit from content launch in this case? Like, is there a way that I use content launch, but I don't have to essentially touch anything at all? Yeah, we have a lot of agencies that are like you guys um, and they just refer us uh, the business and then we give them a, a rev share. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have a very robust partnership program. Um, and obviously it helps your clients uh, if they can get content done quicker, faster, easier more affordably. So we, you know, we both win. And um, so we have a few agencies that are doing that with us. Um, I'm happy to talk to you about it offline. Cool. cool. So really another way to scale, right? Like you mentioned just now, there's about 10,000 or so agencies in the U S alone that could potentially be doing that with you. And then 
not all the clients obviously but a, the majority or maybe like a fraction of them would then become your uh content launch clients as well yep yeah absolutely now let's talk a little bit more about culture right you've been doing this the agency for a long time and then you transformed into a platform what kind of things are, are important uh you know for the audience to understand a, a little bit more about the culture of the employees like what things are something that must be there uh, in your case to to be to have a successful employee essentially yeah so um an agency is very different than a software company um and there were a lot of growing pains around that um so in terms of the culture uh, really we need we look for folks that are comfortable in startup mode where they can wear many hats uh, where they're comfortable uh, kind of making up their day and their agenda, what they're going to get accomplished, kind of self-starters, maybe right. had previous software uh, SaaS experience, uh, previous marketing SaaS is, is, is even better. Um, but, uh, you know, we're lean and mean. We have like five people that really run the company and then we have a lot of contractors. Um, so everyone's got a, got a lot of weight to carry. And um, so that's important. The other thing is we give everybody an equity piece of the company. Cool. Um, so they're, they're invested and that's been a really good thing for everybody. Um, and, um, and then just uh, keeping your eye on the goal and that, you know, it's a, it's a long, hard battle with any kind of company in startup mode. It's not going to, it's going to take you a long time to get to that, that first million in revenue. Right. Yeah. Um, but then once you get to that, you know, 1 million mark, then I think things get a little easier uh, in some respects. Um, so we're still kind of on that, on the road to that, that goal. But, um, but yeah, I think uh, culturally it's, it's, Hey, you know, are you good in startup mode? Um, do you, are you aggressive? Um, you know, are you kind of an out of the box thinker? Uh, those, those kind of people is, is who we look for. Very cool. Let's switch over to a little bit more of the personal aspect of running a business, starting a business and the list goes on and on, right? What is the most challenging thing on a personal level, you know, growing? The company yeah I think um, <laughs> I'll, I'll get personal like having a relationship yeah you know, okay. girlfriend boyfriend husband wife uh, they've got to be really understanding and you got to sit down and have a conversation with them um, if you're doing it you know let's say you got married like I did uh, 18 years ago and then you started the company later like in into the marriage uh, you have to sit down and really have a heart-to-heart -heart. Um, and you know it's gonna take a lot of time um, so you know, it's probably best if your partner um, has uh, kind of maybe an entrepreneur as well. Like yeah. they can get the whole startup thing like that can actually work really well. And I, I know a lot of couples that are, they're both entrepreneurs. Right. Uh, and that's usually the best scenario. In my case, that wasn't the situation. And, uh, you know, there were a lot of, uh, a lot of issues around that. So I think that's the biggest thing. And I, I, I think if every entrepreneur was being honest, they would say the same thing. Yeah. And this is because you know, is it a time thing? Is it an emotions thing? Because we're always, you know, up and down, like something happened, something's good, something's bad. Well, uh, it's twofold. It's, it's money. It's financial, right? Because there's a lot of expenses and, yeah. you know, we have investors and there's all kinds of financial stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And then it's just sort of the time thing, which is, you know, if you're doing a startup and you really want to succeed, I hate to say it in some respects, but you're kind of married to it. You kind of yeah. are, yeah. Um, if you really want to do it right. Um, so, that's just the reality. You know, um, I wish I could say something different, but in my experience, that's not the case. So, yeah. And, and, and it's fine though, right? Because you enjoy it. I mean, yeah, I love this. this is my passion. Yeah. Exactly. I'm very lucky to do what I do. Yep. A hundred percent. Now, when 
what was I going to say? I just blanked here. Um, if you could go back to when you first started the platform, or actually when you, when you, I guess when you started the platform, but you didn't have any other agency clients to, to bring on, what would you have done differently today if you, if you knew like what you've been through so far? Wow. That's, that's the million dollar question right there that I would have done a lot differently. Right. Yeah. Um, but um, I would say that uh, we would have gone into, we would have built more of a prototype um, and then tested it out quicker. We, we kind of did it the other way, which is we, we built the whole thing and then we put it out there and we probably should have done it the lean startup way. Um, and I, you know, I knew about the lean startup methodology and everything going in, but to me, I just not being a technical person and not being a developer, it just didn't make sense. It didn't make sense to me. Yeah. Uh, but now I get it. Um, so yeah, that's what we would do differently. Very cool. What is your biggest accomplishment with content launch? Um, my biggest accomplishment really is the, the three books that I've written. Um, so I wrote my first book 10 years ago, content, uh, content is currency. Uh, I'm sorry, a content rich was my first book. Then content is currency was my second book, both content marketing, how to books. And then my third book came out two years ago called future marketing, which is kind of looking at the next 15 years of marketing where we're going. Those three books really put me on the map in terms of my thought leadership and the speaking stuff that I do and, and really have been my pride and joy. Um, I love writing. That's why I started this company. Uh, but to have your books out there and really helping other people, helping companies is really a great feeling. So that's you doing content marketing on a big personal level, right? That's, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, that's the, ultimate, that's the ultimate piece of content is a printed 300-page book. And yeah. you know what? It's really hard to make a good one. <laughs> yeah. How long does it take to write you know, a, a book of that? I mean, 300 pages. Yeah. Every writer is different in terms of the way they write. I write really fast. I'm, I'm like a very hyper writer. Mm -hmm. uh, so I wrote my, all three books took me anywhere from four to seven weeks to write. Wow. Yeah, but I'm, I'm quick. And I, you now the, the research part took two months before that, you know, gathering all the articles and books and, you know, reading all that stuff and figuring out what I wanted to pull from each of those. But actually the writing of it was four to seven weeks. That's really, really cool. That's awesome. Uh, we're getting close to the, to the end here. So. What is a SaaS company that you look up to when you, when you kind of look at them, you're like, wow, like, you know, those are the steps that we kind of need to take. Obviously you're not going to be the same thing, right? Like it's not going to go the same way. Things are going to be different, essentially, et cetera. Um, but if, if you look at a company, like which one do you think, you know, it's just doing a really, really good job right now? Well, HubSpot's always been the, the guiding light, right? Because HubSpot, uh, I know Brian Halligan personally, the CEO over there and, uh, just because we've spoken at the same events and things like that. But we were a HubSpot partner back in 2011 through 2016-ish. And um, I mean, just a great company, right, from start to finish. So I would say HubSpot. Um, and then also, um, we really like Intercom. Intercom is a, is a really popular uh, SaaS company where it basically their, their uh, big functionality is, uh, it's like a help desk kind of thing mm -hmm. where uh, the little icon appears on our platform on every screen on our platform and our users can click on that and interact with us. Right. Intercom is just a really great tool and it's very affordable. So we, we look at Intercom not only for their functionality, but also the company. Yeah. And they've got a good culture too. And I mean, them Slack, HubSpot, uh, all really yeah, good. Slack's another one. Yep. Definitely. And uh, where can people find you online, John? Where can people yeah. get your book? Yeah. So uh, the books are all on Amazon. Yeah. Uh, Future marketing is the one that I recommend. 
Uh, it took me three times to really get it right. So <laughs> the third one, third one's pretty good. Um, and then uh, best way to get a hold of me is just email uh, John J O N at Content Launch, like you're launching a rocket, ContentLaunch.com. Cool, cool, awesome. Thank you so much. And last question, John, do you have any questions for me? Uh, not really. I just really appreciate the opportunity. Uh, really Definitely. great to be on with you, and and thanks for uh, asking me. Definitely for sure. And uh, again, thank you so much for being on here today. It's a pleasure. And I feel like you gave a lot of information that a lot of people can find really, really useful. So I, I thank you for that. And uh, for anyone that's watching, make sure you subscribe to the, to the YouTube channel. So follow us on, on Instagram, uh, all those platforms and uh, listen on your favorite streaming platform. So thank you all and we'll catch you soon. Thanks.